Lymphoma Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the Lymphoma Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Anita Kumar from Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centre in New York, US. Hi there, my name is Anita Kumar and I'm a lymphoma specialist at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Centre and it's a pleasure to talk with you today about new strategies on the horizon um, in frontline treatment of mantle cell lymphoma patients. If we look at a historical perspective of how mantle cell lymphoma patients have been treated, we've utilized chemoimmunotherapy across the board for patients with mantle cell lymphoma and refined treatment approaches really based on age or fitness. But in the future, we hope to be able to not use this one size fits all approach, but really incorporate an understanding and knowledge about um, the baseline clinical and biological features that a patient presents with, but also incorporate um, novel biologically targeted therapies and uh, response adaptation incorporating minimal residual disease assessment to have more individualized treatment paradigms for mantle cell lymphoma patients. In recent years, because of advances in our understanding of mantle cell lymphoma pathobiology, there has been the development of a number of biologically targeted therapies for mantle cell lymphoma patients in the relapse refractory setting. Um, these include Bruton's tyrosine kinase inhibitors, such as abrutinib, acalabrutinib, and xanabrutinib, as well as venetoclax, a BCL2 inhibitor, and lenalidomide, an immune modulatory agent. And because of the efficacy of these drugs in the relapsed refractory setting, there's been an interest in moving these treatments up front. One approach is to combine these treatments with established chemoimmunotherapy regimens. And so we were very excited to see the results of the SHINE study, which is building upon bendamustine and rituximab, a standard chemoimmunotherapy platform for older mantle cell lymphoma patients who are transplant ineligible, and adding to it the first developed BTK inhibitor, ibrutinib, which was um, approved for the treatment of relapsed refractory mantle cell lymphoma. So in this um, double-blinded phase three study, patients were randomized to either receive um, bendamustine and rituximab for six cycles in combination with ibrutinib, and ibrutinib was continued indefinitely, versus bendamustine and rituximab plus placebo. And um, Importantly, they did find, um, they did meet their primary endpoint and did find an improvement in progression-free survival associated with ibrutinib in combination with bendamustine and rituximab. There was um, an improvement in median progression-free survival by 2.3 years favoring the ibrutinib plus BR arm. However, it's very important to emphasize that there was no overall survival benefit seen, and this was with very mature data. The median follow-up was close to 85 months or seven years. And we also see an increase in treatment emergent adverse events among patients who are exposed to ibrutinib, including increased um, bleeding events, atrial fibrillation and hypertension. And um, likely the increase in treatment um, associated AEs um, was the explanatory factor for why there was no overall survival benefit. So it's unclear if this will become a new standard of care uh, for older mantle cell lymphoma patients because it continues to be an option that patients could receive initial bendamustine and rituximab followed by rituximab maintenance 
and then at time of relapse or progression, receive then a second generation BTKI, such as a calibrutinib or xanabrutinib, which have lesser um, adverse events compared to the first generation BTKI. In addition, there have been a number of chemotherapy-free efforts um, that have been developed in mantle cell lymphoma. Um, in older patients, ibrutinib and rituximab has been um, combined, which was associated with excellent efficacy. But again, there was evidence of significant AEs, including atrial fibrillation. Um, and this has led then to a large randomized phase three study, which is ongoing comparing xanabrutinib and rituximab to bendamustine and rituximab, which will be an important study for older mantle cell lymphoma patients. There's also an interest in triple drug combinations, such as the OASIS study, which combined ibrutinib, obinutuzumab, and the BCL2 inhibitor venetoclax, and showed that there was excellent efficacy associated with this triple drug combination. And then efforts to look specifically at low and high-risk patients. So among low-risk patients, the IMCL15 study was a promising trial where they looked at ibrutinib plus rituximab, specifically in low-risk patients who had either non-nodal leukemic mantle cell lymphoma or mantle cell lymphoma with a low tumor burden and no evidence of initial rapid progression. And they saw very um, high response rates associated with this combination and promising three-year progression-free survival of over 90%. Um, and interestingly, in the study, they also um, looked at MRD status after two years of treatment with ibrutinib. And um, if a patient was MRD undetectable, they could stop the ibrutinib therapy. And so they actually found in 70% um, of patients or 24 of 35 invaluable cases, they were able to stop the ibrutinib at 24 um, months because patients achieved undetectable MRD status. And 19 of these 24 patients continue to be UMRD, and five patients have converted to MRD positivity, but only one has relapsed. So that's an exciting MRD-driven treatment duration. And then we're leading here at MSK a study specifically for high-risk patients who have a P53 mutation. We know that these patients do very poorly with standard chemoimmunotherapy. And so we're combining a triple drug combination of obinutuzumab, xanabrutinib, and venetoclax in these patients. And um, we're also using an MRD-driven treatment duration. We presented the preliminary results of this study um, at ASH 2021, and we saw promising preliminary efficacy and tolerability. However, the median follow-up was very short. So we believe the future is very bright for mantle cell lymphoma patients and hope that in the future we can incorporate um, an understanding of a patient's unique clinical and biological features of their mantle cell lymphoma, as well as integrate response adaptation and incorporate novel biologically targeted therapies to define um, truly individualized treatment paradigms for mantle cell lymphoma patients. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Lymphoma Hub podcast. We would also like to thank our supporters, Bristol Myers Squibb, Genentech, Insight, Roche and Novartis. Lymphoma Hub podcasts brought to you by Scientific Education Support.